making another phenomenal play at third. Welcome inside a melancholy edition of the Adam Jones podcast. He's Adam Jones. I'm Jerry Coleman, the former five-time MLB All-Star with us. Also with us today in episode number 48, AJ, we're going to be catching up with Orioles phenom pitcher Grayson Rodriguez and talk about his turnaround season headed towards the postseason. Speaking of the Orioles playoff march, the Banners beat writer outstanding the job he does covering the Orioles. Andy Koska is going to join us and take us inside the locker room, find out about the celebrations and his personal conversation with John Angelos. We'll also deliver another edition of Socially Speaking, where we answer one of your communications, whether it be Instagram, X, Facebook. You can find us at Adam Jones Pod on all three. And if you rate the podcast, you move to the front of the line and also qualify for a Iron Rooster gift card. But we want to begin, as I mentioned, by acknowledging the passing of Mr. Oriel Brooks Robinson earlier this week. Adam, you and I both have had opportunities to spend time around number five and have our own memories. We both knew him. Obviously, the guy was amazing at third base. They called him the human vacuum cleaner. I never got to see him play in person. My first experience with him was in 1977, September 18th, I think was the date. It was Thanks Brooks Day. And we had just moved to Baltimore, our family, and I wasn't really familiar with this guy until I got to the ballpark. And I remember my parents took the good seat, so I was pushed to the upper deck for me. But that place was packed. The love for this guy was unbelievable. And his career was winding down at that point. And then several times over the course of years, we got a chance to uh, have encounters. And he always remembered who I was, which always impressed me. But the ultimate gentleman, AJ. 23 years with one organization, just him and Yaz, I mean, or in that that realm. I mean, just, you said it right, Mr. Oriole. He was the epitome of the Oriole way. What to be an Oriole is to be like Brooks Robinson. Obviously, Cal um, gets tremendous amount of accolades and, and, and love, as he should. I mean, the Iron Man uh, has done so much, but he had to learn from somewhere. And, you know, if you, I think there's such a rich history of Baltimore is that, you know, guys went from Brooks into Palmer to Eddie to, to Cal, some sad parts. And then you got to revamp this of B-Rob, Marquez, myself, uh, Machado, Tillman. And then you get to obviously this new wave. And, you know, it's a, such a rich history. But at the end of it, I mean, I should say at the beginning of it, it starts with Brooks. The, the whole lineage of all this when it comes to wearing black and orange doesn't start with Kyle, doesn't start with Eddie, doesn't start with Mr. Palmer. It starts with Brooks Robinson. And, you know, I, I was fortunate enough in 2015 to win the Brooks Robinson Award just means that, you know, you give a damn about the next the, the next man next to you, the, the family, people, you care about people. And that's what he was. And, you know, you've been in Baltimore a lot longer to see his impact. And, you know, he was the community ambassador for the Orioles for, I mean, my whole life. <laughs> I mean, to be honest with you. Um, and, you know, what he has just meant to the Orioles organization, to the fans, even to the young fans who gets to see uh, him around the ballpark and gets to see the highlights. Again, it, it starts with him. And, you know, seeing that, that massive hop uh, after the World Series, clinch and throw. They say a white man can't jump. Woo! 
He was up there on that one. <laughs> um, but he's he just he's just going to be remembered for not just the 16 gold gloves, not the hits, not the World Series. He's going to be remembered for the humility. And he'd give you, he'd give you his shirt off his back. It, You're right. The classiest, yeah. most humble superstar I had ever been around. Never mm-hmm. saw him turn down an autograph request, a picture request. I think every kid who grew up as a Baltimore sports fan either has an autograph or a picture with Brooks or both. I'm fortunate to have both because he was that kind of guy. Definitely saturated the market in that, in that regards. Um, but it just, it just showed that, you know, it, you wanted his attention. You wanted his autograph. He had the time for you. The little kid here, he's, he's, he was an aspiration, especially in those days. It was a lot different, you know, when, uh, you're leaving the Memorial Stadium, you know, it, it, I'm sure it wasn't corridored off and go underneath the tunnel and you walk right into just like with everybody else, you know what I mean? The old school stadiums. Um, but it just, it just showed how cordial he was and how loving he was, how welcoming he was to everybody. And if you wanted to ask him a question, I'd sat him down many times and just like, hey, you know, you watch games. What, what, what am I doing? And he's like, hey, come on, come on, Jones, get this going. And I'm like, okay. And, you know, you, you have to take the time and appreciate those guys. When they're around, you have to, to acknowledge them. You have to sit them down and get some, get some wisdom. Um, the, Bra- the Dodgers, I'm sorry, they had Don Newcomb for just the last 50 years. And, you know, guys, would, a good friend of mine, Matt Kemp, would always be like, man, I just go to talk to Don uh, all the time. He's in the stands. I go talk to him. I don't got to hit BP. I'm going to go ahead and talk to my man get his opinion, get his mindset on what's going on. So you got to cherish those, those legends. And, you know, now Mr. Palmer's getting, is not the, uh, the most spring chicken. So you got to embrace these guys. You got to appreciate them while they're here because when they're gone, they're gone. And obviously the memory is going to be great, but getting to talk to these guys, getting to be around these guys, that's the absolute treasure. And uh, Baltimore sports and baseball uh, sports, and it's just the sporting world just lost a very, very good man. He's known in all the sports because uh, I just think the blueprint of how to do things um, for the next man is based on Brooks Robinson's approach. And you described it perfectly, having the opportunity and taking advantage of being able to pick his brain, which I'm sure you did on many occasions. And maybe his biggest impact besides helping out the Orioles and being an ambassador was all the kids around Baltimore named Brooks and around the country. And we know where that comes from. Well, let's just start here with the podcast. And before we get going, rest in peace. We dedicate this podcast to number five, Brooks Robinson. All right, let's get to him. He is our featured guest brought to us by our good friends over at Jimmy's Famous Seafood, where I'm going to be one of these week broadcasting. I know he was just there recently. He's Grayson Rodriguez. Grayson, thanks for joining the podcast. We've been trying to nail you down all season long, and I know you love some Jimmy's. Yeah, love eating there. Uh, known John ever since I was drafted in 2018, so you know that place is like family to me. All right, let's get into it. And how would you describe the season thus far? I mean, it began with all the high hopes in spring training. You're part of the major league roster. You had a uh, sending down situation midseason. You bounced back from that nicely, and now you're on track to pitch in the playoffs. So you talk about a roller coaster, man. Yeah, a uh, roller coaster indeed. Um, didn't really have the stuff that I was looking for out of spring training. Obviously didn't break with the club. Um, 
got called up there, I guess, a few days after the season started. Um, but, you know, the, the first go around, you know, I guess didn't really have my change up or my slider, lacking command, stuff like that. And, you know, as Jonesy knows, it doesn't matter, you know, how hard a fastball is. If it's down the middle, it's easy to hit. So, uh, you know, that was kind of the problem that I ran into. And, you know, being sent back down to Norfolk was probably the best thing for me. And, you know, that allowed me to, to try to finish the season strong as we're doing right now. By getting sent down, which happens to everybody, um, what did you go down there and figure out? The confidence factor? Who did you speak with? Everybody has guys in their corner, <clears throat> not necessarily players, could be uncles, friends back home uh, that you can reach out to, coaches. Uh, who's, who's in your corner that you reach out to in situations like getting sent down? Because – you know, I've been around a lot of guys, and I've had my hand on the guy's shoulder. Hey, I need you here in uh, in September. And, you know, a lot of guys have come through, not went down, put the head down. They put the head right back up and got back to dominating. So who was the guy that told you, hey, keep your damn head up? Anybody trying to listen to that? Yeah, um, you know, that was, a, that was a mix of my coaches, you know, my family, um, I mean, it was, it was a little effort from everybody. Um, I know I talked to Skip Johnson a little bit, uh, the head coach at Oklahoma. Uh, you know, he's worked with some, some really good professional pitchers. Um, just kind of going back down, having the confidence to throw fastballs again, fastballs in the zone, um, just kind of really getting in a good headspace. I think I kind of got away from attacking hitters like I usually do uh, when I was coming up through the minor leagues. Um, was falling behind in a lot of counts, uh, just kind of having those people, you know, behind me to, to, to just make sure that I could get back in there. A lot of people ask about Adley and McCann, you obviously, because those are the battery mates. I want to talk about and give flowers to the man who just got his 10 years, uh, Gibby. How important has he been to you? Uh, obviously a tall pitcher. Uh, obviously, you know, I, I face Gibson a lot. He's obviously been on to get on top of the ball. He runs his four seam up. Um, how has he been for you? You know, a guy who's navigated his way, great career, and, you know, just a guy who obviously you can lean on and, and, and definitely in tough times. Yeah, uh, lean on is, is the big one there. Uh, you know, Gibby obviously, you know, has been tr uh, tremendous for this young pitching staff, uh, really giving us like a veteran that we can lean on. Obviously, McCann's there, you know, behind the dish, catching bullpens, you know, us during the game, stuff like that from the catching perspective. But to have Kyle Gibson, you know, kind of leading the way for us young guys, um, you know, it's been huge. I think he's really been the glue to the pitching staff, just kind of keeping us all together, um, keeping us in the right headspace, um, just kind of being able to get that veteran insight uh, from a guy that's, you know, been around the league for a while. When it comes to the scoreboard watching and all that, as you guys march toward the playoffs, if not already clinched soon enough, uh, are you guys watching the scoreboard? Is there someone else that's paying attention and keeping guys abreast of the situation? And uh, and does that sort of motivate you when you see maybe a team that's, you know, you're fighting with falling behind? Yeah, um, there's definitely, you know, some guys peeking at the out-of-town scoreboard uh, in the ballpark. So, uh, you know, obviously trying to see what the score of the Rays game is. I think uh, the trainers do a pretty good job of, of letting us know, uh, you know, what the score is. Those are probably the most competitive guys in the clubhouse, which is pretty funny to say. Uh, and, you know, Jonesy knows how evil and his crew are. But, uh, sure. you know, love those guys to death. And, you know, they, they let us know uh, 
you know, kind of what's going on in the outside world while guys are up there, you know, focusing on the game. Ebel, so Ebel will come up and whisper in your ear, hey, uh, Razor down four nothing. Well, some some of Ebel's guys, you know, Ebel's okay. pretty locked. Yeah, Ebel's pretty locked in on the okay. game. You know, he's got to be. Yeah. But, uh, but, yeah, some of his guys will be peeking at the scores, letting us know. Dude, what's the motivation behind this team, man? Like, what's the what's the secret? It's I, I've said it's the best story of the season. Um, outseated, I mean, just ex, you know, exceeded everybody's expectations. Uh, but what what's the secret in there, man? What like is this? It's like a it's like a no nonsense. There's nobody that's like, oh, we're on a five game winning streak. Oh, look at us. It's like we're on a five game winning streak. We need to be on an eight game winning streak. Like it's it's like never good enough, never enough, which in sports is the exact mentality you need to have. Yeah. Uh, I think there's just a lot of competition amongst ourselves. You know, I think the starting rotation, it's, you know, no matter who's got the ball that night, I think everybody's trying to, trying to throw better, you know, than the pitcher before that night or two nights before. I know, you know, me and Bradish, you know, always talk a lot of trash in the, in the clubhouse. So, you know, me and him are always going at it. Same thing with Kramer and Gibson and, you know, now means and, I think it's just like a lot of healthy competition amongst ourselves, you know, same thing with the position players, you know, guys are competitive with who's going to get, you know, the most knocks that night or the most walks or hit a homer. Or, you know, I think just the healthy competition is, is, you know, the number one thing. And then a mix of just guys having fun going out and playing the game hard every night. I don't think anyone would dispute. Maybe you would, I don't know. Your fastball was your go-to pitch, your lights out pitch. What has become your second uh, you know, I'd say since being in pro ball, learning how to throw a changeup was a big thing. Um, I would say sometimes it differs uh, depending on the start, you know, kind of you see what you're working with in the bullpen before the game. I think, you know, you might have a curveball that night or a slider or your slider might not be, you know, sweeping as much as it should be. And, you know, it just kind of it differs. So I'd say depending on the lineup and, you know, just kind of how you're feeling that night, what you're working with. Uh, I think the the second best pitch could could change on any given night. Um, I want to give you mentioned him, Evil. How has it been for for him? I had Evil for uh, you know all my 11 years. He's the senior guy when uh, I took over for Richie Bansells in 2018. Uh, he's going, I think, year like 25, I believe. Still looks young, still's eager, and still it still looks in great shape. And it looks like he can do another 20 years. How you? How has it been for him? Um, you had the last few spring trainings around, some losing seasons in spring training, different expectations. But for him to see this young bunch, it, do, you, do you think it's energized him, <clears throat> the coaching staff? Like, you think it's just energized some of the guys who, you know, the last couple of years maybe just fell into the, okay, the methodical part of baseball. Like, okay, here comes another year. But, like, no, it's a really exciting year this year. Oh, yeah. No, they're having, they're having a blast. You know, I'm – you know, obviously, like you said, Evil's been around the game for a long time. Um, you know, it's seeing them come to the ballpark every day is a lot of fun. You know, he's having a lot of fun. Uh, definitely, you know, obviously you don't want to be in the training room a lot, but, you know, it's it's a lot of fun to be around those guys. You know, he's done a great job this year. Um, glad that he's in our organization. Guy that he, you know, glad that he's our head trainer, um, but he's been phenomenal for us. We continue chatting with Orioles pitcher Grayson Rodriguez right here on the Adam Jones podcast. But first, a quick break to acknowledge our loyal, dedicated sponsors, which we hope you go out and support. Hi, guys. Oriole Hall of Famer and ambassador to the baseball warehouse, Mike Bordick here. 
We are honored and excited to help support the Adam Jones Podcast. The Baseball Warehouse has four locations in Maryland and two in Pennsylvania. We specialize in private instruction, camps, showcases, charity events, Badgers baseball, and one-of-a-kind events featuring current Major League players and Hall of Famers. Our instructors have all played collegiately and professionally, many of whom have reached the major leagues. Check out thebaseballwarehouse.com to learn more and check us out on social media. Also, make sure to check out Orioles Hall of Famer Rick Dempsey's Baseball Warehouse opening in Columbia this October. Yeah, it's October 8th from 1 to 5 p.m. I'll be there with many of my former teammates, and I want to see you there. The Adam Jones Podcast is brought to you by Jimmy's Famous Seafood, Charm City's favorite crab cake destination. Local sports fan? Experience the ultimate pregame party at the tailgate. Cheer on the Ravens with iconic live performances, an open bar, and mouth-watering eats. Can't make it? No worries. Bring the same food that caught the attention of the Food Network right to your doorstep. Shipping East Coast recipes nationwide. Jimmy's Famous Seafood is the official sponsor of the guests appearing on the Adam Jones Podcast. And by our friends at the Weinman Company. By Hollywood Casino Perryville. For some, it's a game of chance, but for you, it's a game of choice. Hollywood and Barstool are bringing you more ways to bet in Maryland. Catch all the action in person at Hollywood Casino Perryville at the Barstool Sportsbook or bet online with the Barstool Sportsbook app. When you download the Barstool Sportsbook app, register and wager, you can get up to $1,000 bonus cash, plus up to $1,000 when you sign up and wager in person at Hollywood Casino Perryville. Play from anywhere and get up to $2,000. The choice is yours. Must be in the state of Maryland to wager and over 21. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER. By Jack Daniels, two legends, one can. Jack and Coke, the number one cocktail in the world, is now available in a can. Yes, that's true. Jack Daniels Tennessee Whiskey, mixed with Coca-Cola or Coca-Cola Zero Sugar, are now both available in a can. Two legends, one can. Jack and Coke, ready to drink? Please drink responsibly. Whiskey specialty, 7% alcohol by volume. Jack Daniels Tennessee Whiskey, Lynchburg, Tennessee. By Effective Solutions, your one-stop shop for commercial contracting. Everything from excavation and site development to emergency remediation and restoration. Effective Solutions specializes in many forms of commercial and mixed-use construction, like leak investigation, framing, trim carpentry, insulation, drywall, painting, wallpaper, flooring, masonry, waterproofing, paving, tree removal, and much more. With a dedicated staff and a commitment to quality, Effective Solutions delivers every time. By G-Leaf, medical cannabis only. Visit gleaf.com. Medical cannabis is for qualified Maryland patients only. The Adam Jones Podcast is brought to you by Royal Farms. Download the Royal Farms app from the Apple App Store or Google Play today. New Royal Farms Rewards members will get a free any size cup of Royal Farms award-winning coffee just for signing up. You know, it takes a lot of hard work to be a professional football kicker. I would know. I am a professional football kicker. So when I need the energy to get through a tough practice, I get a cup of coffee from Royal Farms. Royal Farms new coffee machines grind fresh beans and brew them for a perfect cup every time. It's the freshest coffee in the world and just the kick I need. Real fresh, real fast. Royal Farms. And a reminder, if you guys are enjoying this podcast, make sure to check out the Baltimore Banner at thebaltimorebanner.com slash AJ to get started. All right, let's get back into it. Our continuing conversation with Orioles phenom pitcher Grayson Rodriguez right here on the Adam Jones podcast. This is uh, your first full year in a major league clubhouse. What has the experience been like? Because this team has suffered some ups mostly and some downs, but is it the same feeling inside the locker room after a loss sometimes as it is after a win? Do you guys sort of just brush it off, flush it, move out? 
move ahead to the next game? Yeah, no, definitely flush it. Uh, you know, that's kind of the big thing, you know, trying not to focus too much on the negatives that happen, uh, really focusing on the positives. You know, I know like here lately when we had the race for the four game series, uh, uh, it was a big series, lost the first two games. Um, and, you know, after, you know, after the game, after wins, you know, music and stuff's playing in the clubhouse and, you know, we came in, it was quiet. And, you know, the guys are like, you know, we've had a good season. We got to keep this rolling, put on some music. So, you know, even after a loss, you know, listening to music after the game just kind of relaxes everybody, um, you know, and then we were able to come back Saturday and Sunday, win two games, and then, you know, obviously have a good week uh, in Houston and then, you know, splitting two with Cleveland. Hey, that's how it works. And even when we lost, I would always play reggae. I'm like, okay, that just – that eases the mood, you know what I mean? Doesn't get somebody too high, too down. It's not country or it's not rap. So uh, I would always ease the mood. Um, how do you feel? Uh, you, you know, we, we're not going to use that term around here, but, but how do you feel going into uh, deep in September, into September, obviously going to pitch into October, hopefully well into October. How does your body feel? How's that arm? These are, you know, some of the most, uh, most pitches you've thrown in your life. Uh, and from here on out, they're going to be every pitch is going to be a stress pitch. So uh, just, you know, how do you feel going forward? And are you ready for this next step? Even though you're so young and so cute and cuddly, no one cares about the age. <laughs> now, okay, you're, you're in the big leagues for a reason. But so, yeah, I just want to know, how do you, how does that, how does that carcass feel? Yeah. Um, you know, back to what you said, yeah, back to what you said about the stressful pitches. Um, you know, 90 pitches in the minor leagues doesn't even compare to 90 pitches in the big leagues because, you know, more high-stress situations, I think there's more effort behind each pitch. Um, you know, I, I remember the first couple games I threw in the big leagues, I'm like, dang, I'm like, I'm feeling sore um, because, you know, you're just – the gas pedal's down every pitch. And, uh, you know, figuring out how to, you know, work around that, uh, obviously – here at the end of the season, uh, the body's feeling good. Um, I feel like I'm lucky in the sense that I start throwing harder as the season goes on. Um, so that's been one big thing for me. Um, and then really, you know, hide kind of looking out for the pitchers. Uh, I think, you know, they kind of manage the starters pretty well. Um, you know, try to save our bullets. Uh, that's for sure. So, um, you know, pretty lucky that, that we're in an organization that cares about the pitcher's health. Um, obviously Evil and his guys do a great job uh, with all the arm care and stuff after the games, but, you know, rolling into the end of September here and into October, feeling really good. Um, you think that the six-man, going to a six-man has helped? Just like, there's no, again, there's always, you know, people who want the 200 innings. I don't think that's really, uh, that means, they, you know, it means a lot, I believe, but it doesn't in some, in some instances. I think, you know, if you got five, six guys, I got 160. I mean, I think that you get a lot out of that also. So do you think going to six-man has, uh, has just helped you, you know, just recuperate? Yeah, no, big time. I think it helped a lot of the pitchers. Um, people were at – when we first went to the six-man, there was a lot of media and people asking me, you know, how I felt about the six-man. And this being my first year in the big leagues, this was really the first time ever that I got to experience a true five-man rotation. Every level in the minor leagues is six man. So that's, you know, really all I've ever known for professional baseball. And when we went to the six man in the big leagues, I mean, it was just another normal thing for me. You know, that's what I was used to. Um, really, you know, 
I think helped guys' arms a lot, just given one extra day. You know, one extra day is a, is a big difference, uh, especially in the, the life of a starter. So, uh, and any kind of pitcher for that matter. But, you know, just kind of saving the bullets there. Guys, velos were going up. Um, you know, I think guys were pitching deeper into games. You know, I think the risk with the six-man rotation is having one less bullpen guy. But the starters were so good, you know, during that time that it really it didn't matter, and it, it paid off for a lot of guys. Grayson, how many, I mean, I'm asking you to rack your brain here, but how many of the guys right now on the current roster did you play with in the minors that you can recall? Obviously, Adley's one of them. And and first of all, I got to ask you, it's kind of a two-part question. Was Adley hugging you like he does now at the minor league level when he was where he is now at the major league level, hugging every pitcher after every game? Yeah, so obviously Adley's the big one. Um He's done. He's done the 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 hugging thing, you know, with the pitcher since he was in college, I believe. Um, the first time it happened, were you like, "What's going on here, dude?" I mean, a handshake is sufficient. Yeah. Well, I mean, I I knew. Well, the first time I ever threw to him was in 2019 in Low A when I was in Del Marva. Um, you know, and he did it a little bit different, but you know, I mean, honestly, you know, I mean, it's it's whatever. Um, <laughs> you, know, you you just you're just glad you have a catcher that cares, you know. So yes. that's a big thing. Uh, but you know, played with Adley Gunner, obviously, um, Heston Kerstad, DL, who's one of my close friends, DL Hall, um, Jordan Westberg. Let's see, Joey Ortiz, Kyle Stowers, a lot of these guys that have been up in the big leagues this year. Um, you know, really kind of come up through the minor leagues with them uh, from anywhere from low A, high A, double A, and triple A. I know that the, uh, like, you know, the game is obviously switching and changing, especially with the rules for, you know, the old guys, they don't necessarily like them. Um, you know, obviously the shift has gone away, which I think has helped uh, a lot of guys putting the ball in play, the bases being bigger. Uh, it's helped a lot of teams, especially the Orioles being so athletic and just with the speed. Um, has it been really, you know, any adjustment for you or for anybody, the, all the guys you guys just named when, you guys were coming up. These were the rules that were in the minors. So it wasn't like when you get to the big leagues, it was like this major adjustment to like, oh, the bright lights. That's the only thing that really is. It wasn't necessarily the speed of the game because you guys were used to this this constant uh, speed that, you know, you've seen the first month. A lot of guys were frustrated, mainly the vets. But, uh, you know, how's, how's the rule changes been the, I mean, sort of an adjustment to the big leagues, but definitely taking away the shift. How's that uh, helped out? For you pitching, because, you know, there's sometimes where there's weak contact and that's a knock. Now, it's not. Yeah, so we'll, I'll, I'll start with, like, the, 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 the bigger bases. So we played with those last year in AAA. Um, the pitch clock is a big thing, big controversy among the older guys. Um, we've been doing that since AA. So this is my third year with the pitch clock. I'm a big fan of it. I think as a pitcher that – I like to work fast. So, you know, my pet peeve was when a, a hitter would take way too long to get in the box. I felt like it kind of threw my rhythm off. And so the pitch clock pretty much eliminates that. You know, guys are, you know, having to get in the box a little bit quicker um, really helps me out, um, you know, in terms of a rhythm standpoint. And then uh, what, was, what was the last the last thing, the main thing that you said? Um, just like uh, I believe it was about – the um, shift uh, yeah. that's, you know, okay. for hitting and for defense. Obviously you want your guys to score as many runs as possible for you. 
Yeah. Um, no, yeah, the shift. Um, you know, I kind of like the rules that are that are here now. Um, you know, it was always as a pitcher, like it was the worst when you would have a left, like say a lefty pull hitter up, right? And you've got second base and shallow right field, uh, shortstop playing, you know, over kind of where the second baseman plays or in third base playing shortstop. And then, you know, they kind of cap one or flare one just right down the, the, the third baseline and nobody's mm-hmm. standing there. You know, that was the worst. But, um, you know, just kind of having guys more in their normal position. Um, you know, if they're going to get a hit, they got to earn it. So, um, you know, I, I like it. You know, I haven't had a problem with it. Mm-hmm. You know, I think the shifts definitely helped us out a lot this year. Um, you know, Manzalino, our infield guy, just kind of seems to know where the ground balls are going to go. So, uh, you know, we've, we've joked a lot uh, with him as pitchers about always having our guys in the right spot. I got to ask you about this whole gas can thing, which is sort of going away. But when you were in the minor leagues, it was a huge deal. I remember you on social media encouraging people to bring a gas can to the ballpark. Then you get to the major leagues and we find out it's a safety hazard, I guess. A fire hazard, if you will. I don't know. What was it like in the minors? And uh, do you keep one around at home just to motivate you? No, I, I you know, I don't have any gas cans. Uh that was flammable. Be careful with those. Yeah, things. that was that was something that started on Twitter. I think by Eric Ardidi, the the barstool guy. Oh uh, yeah, who I was with at Jimmy's last night. Yep. Uh, there you go. But he'll be yeah, happy his so, name got mentioned in a podcast that people listen to. Yeah. The uh, all the, Sorry, the Twitter the Twitter buzz and all that stuff. Um, yeah, the gas them up thing started. I really I didn't have anything to do with it. So. Uh, my first start in double A, obviously the fans brought a bunch of gas cans and stuff into the ballpark. And, you know, that was pretty fun to see, but yeah, I mean, I, it's, I think it's definitely more of a fan thing. And if, you know, they love it, then that's fine with me. So. Um, I want to go back and take you to uh, February, just right after Valentine's day. Um, You came with this nice clean shaven looking like uh, first day of school. Spring training. Yeah. You know, just look at you like, Mom, you're sending me off to school. Uh, thank you for everything. I'm <laughs> excited to be in big league camp. Everybody, I want to show everybody I throw hard. Now you got this adult look like, you know, look, at I really do throw hard. You added some bass to your voice. Um, what's up with that, man? You're going you next next spring training. Now, I mean, when I first got there, you couldn't have no facial hair. You could have a nasty stash. Now the rules have been relaxed. Everybody's got those full-on beards. I know CD was very happy when they started allowing that. So next year at spring training, are you going to come with a thick Fu Manchu? Like, you know, you don't, what are you going to do? Because you, you can't show back up like like that. Or if you struggle, do you show up like that? Like, what, what you know, going back to the clean face? Yeah, so this is something I always laugh about and joke about with people. My mom hates the facial hair. So for picture day, that's – and I think, you know, that was probably the day we had pictures because um, – I told, I promised her that I would shave for picture day. And I think I'd done it years past maybe. And it seemed like good luck. So I was going to do it again this year. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, as soon as that was over, started trying to grow out the beard a little bit. Um, but yeah, no, that was, that was something that I was laughing about for her that I'd shave for pictures. So uh, mom, yeah, basically mom sending me off to school. Exactly what she said. <laughs> Is it going to grow? I mean, if it's going to be like the NHL with those playoff beards they sometimes have, could we see it, you know, dripping down to your uh, midsection at some point if you yeah. guys go deep? 
I don't know if you'll see it that long. Uh, I'll have the beard for sure. Um, you know, I don't know if I could grow one that long, but uh, I think we'll definitely let it go uh, once October rolls around. All right, last thing I got for you is, and this has been a pet peeve of not mine, not Adam's. No, we're not going to talk about the wave. We've exhausted that to death. But being interviewed in the course of a baseball game when you're not pitching, how do, how do you feel about that? I know it's been doing – I know it's been – a lot in terms of national broadcasts, mass and broadcasts, because the fans, they want to hear what the players have to say. How do you feel about it? Sometimes a little distractive, especially when other guys are throwing, you know, sunflower seeds at you or doing nasty things to you while you're on television. Yeah. So obviously a starting pitcher is not doing much unless it's their day to start. So I think the interviews and stuff with the starters is fine you know, gives us other starters. We can throw some fire seeds at the guy and whatnot, have a lot of fun there. Um, but yeah, I know that, that during the national broadcasts, um, they have pulled position players aside, you know, while the game's going on. Like, I think the last time we had one in Camden, I know Gunner or maybe Cedric hit a homer, made a great play. And then like, as soon as they came off the field, they had the headset on in the dugout, like, and they were interviewing him, and we're like, okay, you know, that's a pretty quick turnaround there. Um, you know, he's trying to get ready to go hit. Uh, that's kind of been the only thing that they really talked about. Um, but no, in terms of, like, the pitchers or whatever doing broadcast during the game, you know, that's perfectly fine. And I think the fans enjoy it. And I know we enjoy throwing sunflower seeds at whoever's, you know, getting the, the interview going. That's been a lot of fun. Um, I'm all out of questions, but I just wanted to tell you, continue to have fun. Um, that's what the baseball is about. It's a great game. Obviously winning makes that, you know, makes it fun, but continue to have fun. Continue to be a big kid. Uh, be a, use that power fastball and trust your stuff. And, but at the end of it, compete and just have a great time. And, uh, I respect the way you guys, the, your team has played this year. I respect the way you have bounced back this year. Uh, met getting sent down and, you know, kudos to you, hat tip. Everything to you, brother, and uh, best of luck down the stretch and in these playoffs. Let's go get them. Well, I thank you very much for that. You know, I'm definitely, you know, taking advice from you is 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 pretty golden. So, you know, I appreciate that a lot. It's appreciate been a privilege to have you on. We've been trying to get you on for the full season now, and now we've accomplished our goal. And look forward to having you on again. Thanks for taking the time, Grayson. Best of luck the rest of the way through October. Well, thank you all very much for having me. It was fun. Appreciate all right. it. There he goes, Grayson Rodriguez. Wow, that was wonderful. And this kid's on track right now to get the ball at home in game two of the American League Divisional Series with either a chance to go up two games to none or even the series. You know there's a third option, but you don't want to mention it. Obviously, no, I'm not going to mention that third option. Um, Hopefully um, they're not in that position. I love the makeup. You know, obviously, you know, a lot of people get deterred and frustrated when they get sent down. Everybody does. Um, but you know, you get sent down, it's a lesson that, Hey, you maybe not ready right now. And a starting pitcher, they might do that. Um, and he wasn't ready, but he went down there and he's ready. You don't want to go back down to the jungle. It, it's not that it's not fun down there. The checks ain't the same. The, the food's not good. Food ain't the same. Uh, again, you don't fly charter. Uh, you don't stay at these five-star hotels. Um, there's a lot of good things that go down in the big leagues. That's amazing. Yes. So, yes. uh, just, you, you know, I just, but I just love the makeup, man. Just, just how he, he's, he's just said, okay, look, I got sent down. The big leagues is difficult. Let me make the adjustment. 
and he's made it against all lineups, too. He's faced some really good lineups, and he's made the adjustment against everybody. Time now to move on to our next segment. It is For the Birds. It's brought to you by our newest sponsor, our friends at the Baseball Warehouse, providing the best baseball instruction in the area. And with that, we bring in the Orioles' outstanding beat writer. He is Andy Koska from The Banner. Now, we just had Grayson Rodriguez on. You've covered him since day one turning professional. What have you noticed about his development and the way his career has evolved in such a short amount of time, Andy? Well, I mean, I think it's like two different pitchers almost. The one that came up at the beginning of the season and, and the one that came up after, you know, he, he was optioned back to the minors. And, and maybe the biggest adjustment was the fastball command is there. He's throwing the fastball so much more. Uh, he knows it's, it's a very powerful pitch that not many guys can catch up to. And when you're pumping 98, 99 in the fifth, sixth, seventh inning of a game, I mean, that is in- incredible for a starting pitcher. Obviously he's 23. So he, he has that kind of stamina still, and hopefully has it for a long, long time uh, going forward. But he has been a completely different guy, poise, uh, you know, able to work deep into games, um, you know, since he's come back from, from the minors. And it, it's a huge testament to him uh, for, you know, again, you know, dealing with a demotion, that's not an easy thing for anybody to go to, um, especially for a top prospect like him with so much expectations around him. He dealt with that, came back a, a better version of himself, and it, it's been great to watch. I'm going to get controversial. Uh-oh. I like it. I like controversy a little bit. Who's the most valuable Oriole? I mean, it's it, – is he allowed to even tell it? Are you allowed I, to disclose it, that? Yeah, unless you have a vote. If you have a vote, then uh, I do not want to disclose that. But just give me the candidates if you have a vote. Now, who's yeah. your top three? Not necessarily top five, which there's obviously like seven guys. Yeah, well, I do have a vote. Um, but this has, been a, this has been a topic that has run through the press box back and forth between everybody during, you know, the middle innings. and We're all debating and it's it's honestly one of the most difficult choices this year just because of how many guys they have. I mean, you know, starting off, it, you know, probably Gunnar Henderson is in that top three uh, yeah. just based on what he's done. Adley Rushman may be somewhere in there because of, you know, again, offensively great. Uh, what he does for the pitching staff, huge. Kyle Bradish has been, you know, really great pitcher this year. And he's a Cy Young candidate, no joke. So, you know, I think he's probably in there. But then, you know, you have this field that like, grows a little bit more, uh, you know, Ryan O'Hearn probably deserves a little bit of uh, a little bit of attention. Maybe you know, probably won't win it, but uh, maybe a little bit of attention because of how clutch he's been and, and maybe how unexpectedly, you know, you know, important he's been for this lineup. Uh, but, but you really you could go so many different places. Felix Bautista, you know, honestly, maybe even the, the injury showed how he was the most important Oriole because ever since he's gone down that the bullpen's been a lot shakier um, and, and it's been a little less it's been a lot more stressful at the end of a game compared to when you bring in Felix Bautista so that almost you know underscores just how he could be the MVO but truly you could go there's there's few there's few wrong answers you know you never and, mentioned and you could, you Santander I, I haven't I haven't mentioned Santander oh, and he's he's no. another one yeah he's he's another yeah. one that could be in that mix. And so really there's so many, and I'm interested Adam and in, in, in who you think, but you could go so many different directions. It, it's, it's hard. I went Santander, but you know, somebody that is, that's, that is uh, entered that conversation is O'Hearn. Um, you have to take that production as, as I mean, unbelievable. Yeah. He's, you know, DFA, you get him on, you get him through waivers. 
And, you know, he's having, uh, if, if this was the first half, he's having an all-star year, but it's the yeah. second half. But if he's at the first half, it's an all-star season that he's having. So I, I want to give O'Hearn his love because, you know, obviously I don't think he's going to win it, but I think he can maybe finish third just because he's having an unsung, unsung year. Um, but Santander to me because of uh, he's just endured everything. He hasn't let it get to him, him and Mullins and Hayes and uh, just Santander for me because of, and I don't have a vote, so I can pick. All right. Well, the Orioles approaching their final homestand as we speak. You've already been a part of one celebration being inside the locker room. I think you wrote that you or tweeted you're going to be better prepared for second time around. Were you ambushed in the first celebration? I remember Adam got me really bad with the champagne, and that really stings. Now they move more to beer. Uh, it does. It burns. Yeah, it, it really hurt my eyes, and he thought it was funny, and I. I <laughs> It was it probably was funny, but uh, no, I, I was. Danny Coulomb walked up to me and was like, "Andy, you're you're way too dry right now. I'm gonna have to fix that." And he went over, got two giant Coors Lights, and, and cracked both of them, and, and and went double barrel on my head, and nice. that, that was that was pretty funny. But uh, luckily, you know, I, I happened to pick a old pair of running shoes that day anyway, so I didn't mind that they got you know Smart. saturated in uh in in all sorts of alcohol that you know congealed on the floor together, but. It was, I mean, it was fun to be a part of. I imagine uh, actually partaking in the celebrations would be even more fun. Uh, you know, Adam's been there. It's, it's uh, looked looked pretty looked, looked pretty exciting for a lot of these guys, and that's the first one most of them have ever done. And um, you know, it, it's hopefully there'll be a lot more. You know, for, for, for those guys, and um, you know, as this as the stretch keeps going, but you could tell that this was a a group of guys that had dreamt of you know, this kind of moment they've watched on TV for eons, you know, they've dreamt of playing in October baseball and, and getting here uh, for some of them. So soon since they made their debut for others, you know, you mentioned Hayes, Santander, Mullins, you know, they, they had to really grind through a lot of down years. So maybe even for them, it tasted even better, you know? So uh, definitely an exciting moment for them. And, and, and yeah, they, they, for, for lack of experience partying, they, they knew how to do it. Well, you did a great job navigating through all the chaos and alcohol to find the owner of the team, John Angelos. First of all, were you surprised to find him down there because he's usually keeping a low profile? I, I was a little surprised, um, you know. But you know, hey, I mean, he he has a role in this too. Um, you know, he he's you know chairman of the of the team. So, yeah, he was down there and he partook in the you know Homer hose with with uh, you know with, with chugging beer or whatever was going down the funnel this time uh, and. You know, I got to talk to him for a little bit, but you know, he reiterated that you know the the lease will be will be done soon. We, we've heard that, you know, for since spring training, uh, since before spring training. So it wasn't anything you know hugely groundbreaking. Um, you know, he mentioned that there'll be you know he guaranteed thirty more years, but you know that could have been a celebration revelry talking. You know, a, a big a big guarantee there, but. Uh, you know, we'll see. But yeah, he, he was down there and, and I wouldn't be wouldn't be shocked if, if he's there for, for more celebrations going forward. Um, I want to ask you, though, a personal question. Uh, how has it been for you in the being in the press box, being around Baltimore media guys, being around? It's not a young group. It's, you know, it's definitely a, a more senior group up there in the press box. And how's it been learning from them old guys? Please don't dress like them. Um, but how's <laughs> it, <laughs> Especially Conley. All of them. Don't dress like mayor one of them. But uh, no, how's it been on your end, learning from these guys, learning the ways of it, learning how to get an interview, learning how to who to approach, how to approach, 
Um, it's it's a learning curve for everybody. And, you know, I think Baltimore is a, a very easy media city. And, you know, guys, even some of the, the media guys have helped me navigate my way through my career. So how's it been on your end? Yeah, well, I've definitely learned a lot uh, from a lot of those guys. Um, honestly, I think, you know, I go back to I was an intern in 2018 with the Washington Times. Um, and a, a reporter for them, Adam, or David Driver, um, was the first one that, you know, brought me into a you know, nationals clubhouse there and, um, you know, talking about like, Hey, if that, you know, if that guy's sitting, you know, with his head in, you know, in his locker and his head in his phone and, you know, probably don't, probably don't walk up to him right now. He doesn't look you know super open to it, but you know, if he has his chair turned out to the you know clubhouses, you know, probably pretty safe. So that was kind of my first foray into, uh, you know, learning the ins and outs of, of how to deal with a clubhouse and everything like that. And then there was, there was a lot of, uh, you know, just kind of watching what Dan does with the, you know, the lean against the, the lock, you know, the, the locker that, that Dan Connolly can do uh, to kind of make a guy feel like, Oh, it's just a, you know, it's a casual one-on-one -on -one conversation, build a little rapport. Uh, so definitely picked up things from, from some of the uh, veteran reporters, I won't say older, uh, but you know, veteran reporters. Uh, and, uh, uh, but you know, then a lot of it is, is learning as learning as I go, you know, the, there's, there's mistakes I've made plenty of them. Uh, you know, you, you learn from those and, um, you know, you, you get better as you get better as it goes. So hopefully I've uh, hopefully I've minimized the mistakes and hopefully I've uh, been able to improve. All right. Final question for me. And I hate to admit this, especially on this podcast. But when I used to cover the team on a regular basis, it was always fun to walk in the locker room and find out what the mood was going to be with Adam Jones. Was he going to be salty? Was he going to be friendly? Was he going to insult me in front of all his teammates? It was always like potluck. Is there someone you feel comfortable? And I don't, I don't mean just as a source, because Adam never gave me crap. But is there someone you can go into the locker room and feel comfortable with that you can have a conversation with, a favorite player that you feel like, you know, you can talk to and just talk about life in general, not just necessarily baseball? Yeah, Anthony Santander has been a, a great, you know, you can ask him almost anything. Uh, basketball, you know, did he watch, you know, what do you think about LeBron or Jordan? He's a big, he's a Michael Jordan uh, over LeBron. Good man. Your, Good yeah, man. Thinking about that, but yeah, he, you can ask him anything and, and he'll give, you know, obviously most of it off the record of, of kind of his take on what's going on. And yeah, but he's, he's been a, you know, just a great, you know, very valuable guy to talk to, not just for me, but also the young players because he really knows, how to navigate the league, how to, how to deal with injuries. I mean, he's dealt with, you know, back soreness almost the entire year. His elbow is sore right now. I mean, every single guy in that clubhouse has something going on. Um, but, you know, he really knows how to grind through 162 games. He's done it, you know, for four or five years now. And so I, I think, yeah, he, he's a, he's a great person for me to walk in and see like, how's, how's the team feeling? And also for other players to, to kind of bounce ideas off of and see, you know, what is, what does Santander think about something? And if he thinks it, you know, probably think it too. I want you to put your old man hat on for a second. I know you're a young man, but uh, this weekend celebrating Mr. Palmer, Jim Palmer cakes, 60 years that he's been in the organization. Don't age him. Um, <laughs> you know, what has he still meant to the organization? I know he's been to me. I was around him for 11 years and just, you know, having that hall of fame reference right here is one of the greatest assets and if you don't use it stu stupidest things uh you can you can do but the guy was right here my for my majority of my career and you know 
meant the world to me with, with that and the knowledge. So um, you've been around them, you being around them, what has he meant uh, in your eyes to, to what you can see now? Oh, yeah. I mean, he's, he's huge. I remember you know, walking in the clubhouse and you see him talking with Kyle Bradish or Grayson Rodriguez and you, and you know, like you're just hearing bits and pieces of a conversation and it is so in depth on, Hey, you know, try this, try that, try. And it's like, if, if, if those guys don't sit down and start taking notes, as soon as he walks away, I thought everything he says, you know, they're really missing something because he is such an asset for a starting pitching uh, staff to, to have this hall of famer who, you know, phenomenal career, um, still so involved with the game, knows knows how the game is modernized, knows how, you know, hitters look, knows how pitchers need to get hitters out. He's huge uh, and, and he's great. And I, I think Orioles fans, you know, cannot, and they don't take him for granted. I, I know they don't, but um, you can't take a guy like that for granted. When, when he's calling games for you and, and, you know, he starts, you know, going off on memory lane and, and giving you a, an anecdote on something, I mean, that is, you have to soak it up and, and really enjoy it because you don't know how many, you know, we don't age him, but, you know, at, at some point, you know, he's not going to be doing broadcasts forever. You know, that is, that is the one thing you very do true. know. And, yep, and um, you know, so you need to enjoy him while he's as active as he is in the, in the Orioles organization still. And it's a huge benefit to have a guy like that. And even, you know, I've, I've talked to him, you know, I, I don't know if he always remembers my name, but, you know, I've talked to him many times and uh, you know, he, he's always, he's always, uh, you know, interesting, full of interesting stories, you know, and we'll, you know, tell me like, do you remember this guy? And I'm like, no, I have no idea who you're talking about. But you know, I learned something from him, and, and that, that's the that's the biggest thing. I mean, if if you don't, uh, you know, if you just, you know, open your ears for a second when you're around him, you're gonna learn something about the game, about life, about, you know, him playing basketball, you know, whatever it is, you know, that's, that's some interesting side note that you had no idea that Jim Palmer was involved in. Very true. Yeah, he's not just a walking encyclopedia; he's a walking and talking encyclopedia. <laughs> Had to include that. Andy, can't thank you enough for taking the time. It's been our pleasure, as it was with Grayson earlier. And we look forward, like with Grayson, to having you back on probably sooner than Grayson. <laughs> anytime, anytime. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Well, after two great conversations, AJ, let's put a bow and tie on today's podcast with another edition of Socially Speaking. This is where we answer a social media post or a podcast rating. Podcast rating will get you qualified for a Iron Rooster gift card. A review? Well, that gets read on the air. And this week, we received this via the X, formerly known as Twitter. This is from Gina Jeppy at mm. Baltimore Bachelorette, which I okay. love. Love that title. Yep. Shout out to Steve Jeppy. Trying to reach you, Steve. We've <laughs> uh, been trying, Steve. Yeah, so, we have. So Gina, let him know. <laughs> Gina asked, though, AJ, what would be your ultimate Orioles dream lineup? You can pick from Oriole players past or present. You're probably going to upset someone. Oof. Of course you're going to upset someone because you're leaving out somebody when you're picking somebody and you, you know, ah, um, uh, for me, um, you know, I, it, it's crazy because I wrote my list and then I, now I'm adjusting it. But uh, first it's, it's, it's going to be my man, Eddie. Uh, DH, DH, I'm going with Boog. Solid. Um, Second base, I had B Rob, but I'm, I gotta move. It's it's because Cal's my shortstop. Brooks is my third baseman, I, and Manny has to be in there. So is Manny my second baseman? Did Manny ever play second base? I don't. I think in the minors he has once or twice. Um, 
left field, I got to go with my man Brady. Center. <laughs> We're looking uh, at it. <laughs> uh, Frank and Marcakis and right. That's that's the biggest one that, that's going to get me because, you know, that's just the hardest one because Frank was there for three years, a spectacular three years. Sure was. Um, uh, Marcakis was there for, for nine um, nine great years. So I got have to have both of them. Behind the dish, I have to have Weeders. He's got two goals right now in his career. Um, obviously, pushing up his tail is going to be Adley soon. Uh, Hoyles is a close second as of right now. Uh, and uh, and Jim Palmer, of course, on the bump for me. I need, I need the old savvy righty over-the-top four-seamer. That's who I need. And I know I'm leaving off some people maybe. Could have been Bordy. Could have been that. But for me, I mean, B-Rod was a guy. But I can't leave off Manny for his defense offense. I can't leave off Brooks. Um, I don't know how I would bat this lineup because there's no leadoff hitter. <laughs> but uh, You would lead it, off. You don't mind leading hey, off. I would lead off. Just screw it. I'd lead oh, off. Brady Anderson would be the natural. Brady, there we go. Brady lead off. And then, I mean, it looks like I'm probably going to be hitting like seventh or something like that with these guys. <laughs> so, you know, it's, it's going to be a fun lineup and a fun team. All right, I like the answer there. Yeah. It's all subjective, as we yeah, know. Very. That's Adam's version. All right, also, we mentioned about rating the podcast. We've shown it to you how simple it can be. Roll the tape. On your phone, go to podcast. Then type in Adam Jones. Now you're at the Adam Jones podcast. Then just follow us. It's free. And rate us. Five stars would be great. Now that was easy, right? And remember, every rating qualifies for an Iron Rooster gift card. It's titled, Like AJ Doing What He Does Best, Center Field Love. I absolutely love that you're keeping this around and followed since Heckle D. So this person goes way back. Huge fan of Adam. I love that he keeps it real as far as Jerry the Wave is amazing and fun. Thank you. Thank you. Must thank be a millennial. The wave is amazing. But no, I mean, again, we appreciate it. We're trying to give people insight, some cool stories, some, uh, you know, bring in some cool guests. We have really cool guests lined up for the future. So, you know, it's it's fun. And especially when the Orioles are playing good baseball, I think when sports in you, that you're promoting, when they're playing well, it makes everything a lot easier. So uh, kudos to the Orioles because we have a lot to talk about and yep. not, uh, you know, other some other years it might be starting to talk about a different sport or the off season, what moves need to be made. No, we're talking about um, postseason and getting, getting fighting for something crazy in October. So we didn't ready. even have time to get into all the Ravens miscues last week against Indianapolis Nothing. because the Orioles are thriving right now. And that's going to be our focus moving forward. Man. All right. You want to thank our loyal, dedicated sponsors. Here they are. Go out and support them. Hi guys, Oriole Hall of Famer and ambassador to the baseball warehouse. Mike Bordick here. We are honored and excited to help support the Adam Jones Podcast. The Baseball Warehouse has four locations in Maryland and two in Pennsylvania. We specialize in private instruction, camps, showcases, charity events, Badgers baseball, and one-of-a-kind events featuring current Major League players and Hall of Famers. 
Our instructors have all played collegiately and professionally, many of whom have reached the major leagues. Check out thebaseballwarehouse.com to learn more and check us out on social media. Also, make sure to check out Orioles Hall of Famer Rick Dempsey's Baseball Warehouse opening in Columbia this October. Yeah, it's October 8th from 1 to 5 p.m. I'll be there with many of my former teammates, and I want to see you there. The Adam Jones Podcast is brought to you by Jimmy's Famous Seafood, Charm City's favorite crab cake destination. Local sports fan? Experience the ultimate pregame party at the tailgate. Cheer on the Ravens with iconic live performances, an open bar, and mouth-watering eats. Can't make it? No worries. Bring the same food that caught the attention of the Food Network right to your doorstep. Shipping East Coast recipes nationwide. Jimmy's Famous Seafood is the official sponsor of the guests appearing on the Adam Jones Podcast. And by our friends at the Weinman Company. By Hollywood Casino Perryville. For some, it's a game of chance, but for you, it's a game of choice. Hollywood and Barstool are bringing you more ways to bet in Maryland. Catch all the action in person at Hollywood Casino Perryville at the Barstool Sportsbook or bet online with the Barstool Sportsbook app. When you download the Barstool Sportsbook app, register and wager, you can get up to $1,000 bonus cash, plus up to $1,000 when you sign up and wager in person at Hollywood Casino Perryville. Play from anywhere and get up to $2,000. The choice is yours. Must be in the state of Maryland to wager and over 21. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER. By Jack Daniels, two legends, one can. Jack and Coke, the number one cocktail in the world, is now available in a can. Yes, that's true. Jack Daniels Tennessee Whiskey, mixed with Coca-Cola or Coca-Cola Zero Sugar, are now both available in a can. Two legends, one can. Jack and Coke, ready to drink? Please drink responsibly. Whiskey specialty, 7% alcohol by volume. Jack Daniels Tennessee Whiskey, Lynchburg, Tennessee. By Effective Solutions, your one-stop shop for commercial contracting. Everything from excavation and site development to emergency remediation and restoration. Effective Solutions specializes in many forms of commercial and mixed-use construction, like leak investigation, framing, trim carpentry, insulation, drywall, painting, wallpaper, flooring, masonry, waterproofing, paving, tree removal, and much more. With a dedicated staff and a commitment to quality, Effective Solutions delivers every time. By G-Leaf, medical cannabis only. Visit gleaf.com. Medical cannabis is for qualified Maryland patients only. The Adam Jones Podcast is brought to you by Royal Farms. Download the Royal Farms app from the Apple App Store or Google Play today. New Royal Farms Rewards members will get a free any-size cup of Royal Farms award-winning coffee just for signing up. You know, it takes a lot of hard work to be a professional football kicker. I would know. I am a professional football kicker. So when I need the energy to get through a tough practice, I get a cup of coffee from Royal Farms. Royal Farms' new coffee machines grind fresh beans and brew them for a perfect cup every time. It's the freshest coffee in the world and just the kick I need. Real fresh, real fast. Royal Farms. And a reminder, if you guys are enjoying this podcast, make sure to check out the Baltimore Banner at thebaltimorebanner.com slash AJ to get started. Also, thanks to senior executive producer Chip Franklin for putting this episode together. Chip's a big baseball trivia guy. If you need someone for your next bingo event, Chip's the man to call. Until then, go out and subscribe to the banner. As always, be kind, be real, and make sure to be back next week for another episode of what we call the Adam Jones Podcast. Thank you.